What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 66. Today with my guest, Mr. Charles Cabusi. He is a local musician, singer, songwriter in the Annapolis area. He's got a new song out. It's called Hatteras, which is uh, definitely featured on this episode here in a moment. Uh, in any case, I've been looking forward to talking to Cabusi here for a while now because he's a fairly prominent piece of the local scene here in Maryland. And I think anyone out there listening who's trying to support your scene as well, he's kind of a great example of how to do it. Um, you know, he does video work for bands as well as plays his own shows with his own band. And then he plays uh, guitar as well for a local legend around here by the name of Joey Harkham, who's also been on this show. But uh, anyway, I've ran into him at least a couple times uh, before, but never really had the chance to talk. So I was looking forward to this one for sure. Um, I think we had a fun, well-rounded conversation about uh, songwriting, his life, and the stories behind his new song. So really, whether you're uh, friends or fans of his, I I hope you dig it. And of course, uh, I hope you yourself are doing all right out there if you're listening. Staying safe, staying sane, staying busy, all that stuff. I know it's uh, all too easy. To get caught up in things and, you know, not really take care of yourself. So, hope this episode finds you well. It's kind of a rainy Saturday here in the DMV. But, uh, personally, I've had a pretty rough week myself. But, uh, I got a gig tonight, so stoked about that. And, uh, yeah, really, without further ado, Charles Cavusi. Seventeen, I had a glass beach cruiser. Avon up to Salvo, we would claim the banks. Midnight riding, so we packed the cooler and traveled to the party in our biker gangs. Jody, she knew the back roads. One time she ate it when she hit the turn. Something good to burn. Let's go to Hatteras and never complain. To the time of the lighthouse, baby. Alright, so today, talking to Charles, or otherwise known as Cavusi. And that is Cavusi with two S's. But we'll. Uh, two S's, man, yeah. And two O's. Yes. But uh, we'll get to that in a moment, I think. And I'll tell you why, of course. But. Uh, Anyway, I consider you, like I said, to be kind of a, a node, like a, a major factor in uh, this little scene we call the the Maryland, Baltimore, DMV, Annapolis sort of scene. And, uh, you know, you're doing things, whether it's uh, your solo work, whether it's playing with Joey Harcum, whether it's video work. I mean, I don't even know. Could be doing a bunch of stuff I don't know about. That's just the stuff I do know about. Um so that's kind of my lead in uh, from what well, I know. And uh, like I said, I'm, I've been looking forward to talking to you because I run into you once or twice at some gigs and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Just figured. Yeah, man. I feel like it's been a long time coming that we finally get together and do this podcast. I think we talked about it for a long time now. But yeah, man, that's cool to hear that that comes across that way about like, you know, you were saying like just being a node in the scene and all that. I like that word too. But um, yeah, I mean, 
you know, I just love doing. I, I'm like kind of a workaholic, but I've I've made my way into working with stuff I like to do. So I just kind of am always involving myself with things, and it's just eventually sort of teaching me more stuff, and and I get a little more involved with different acts and different people and different hobbies, and and uh, so yeah, I guess I kind of, you know, I don't, I never really know how how much that scope reaches outside of my, you know, my little life, but that's cool that it's, uh, it seems to be making a little bit of an impact. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, without really talking about my story too much, you know, it's kind of funny because all of a sudden over the last year, I feel like I've talked to everyone and their mother because I started a podcast and why not? But, uh, yeah. you know, a few years ago when I fired up my band or my solo stuff or whatever you want to call it, I remember going to Moni's at the open mic that you uh, host because a friend of a friend yeah. told me about it. And I don't really know if we chatted then or not. It doesn't really matter. But I kind of knew then. I was like, well, this dude is uh, putting the pieces together the right way. He's, he's uh, trying to get this puzzle together a little bit, you know, like. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. A little bit in my own right, you know, in my own small yeah, man. way. So I feel like well, you're doing like, a thing, you know, that something I've never like adventured or ventured into is like the podcast thing, and that that scares me in my own right. But I feel like just like you were saying a minute ago, like it's almost just like sometimes saying yes to a to a challenge and being like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna try that. Like with the open mic for me, it was like. They asked me. I never like deliberately went to any place and was like, "Hey, can I run an open mic at your place?" I kind of exactly. got asked. Yeah. And then you like, I don't know if I can do this. And then you just kind of like get nervous mm -hmm. and you think about it too much and you start trialing and erroring. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, cut you off. Like, I think you were saying something. <laughs> nah, man, you were adding on to what I was saying. I just, like I said, I. Uh, Started the podcast just before the quarantine, the shutdown, and all that. But it turned out to be kind of a godsend, of course, because with the lack yeah. of gigs, um, I was like, well, this is great. I'm just going to talk to everybody now, see, check in with people, you know? And right. whether it's, yeah. it can turn into a sort of personal conversation or not. But either way, we're all trying to like just kind of talk about what we're up to musically or otherwise, occupationally or whatever it may be and honestly i just got to give credit to uh howie and value because i listen to his podcast a lot nice man yeah he has a great i love his podcast we'll listen to that on tour sometimes and it's yeah. it's like a great way to pass the time and we know a lot of people at least somewhat you know who's involved with yeah. that between like harkham and brandon and and um just the guys in both ballyhoo and tropodelic oops i think they're all you know collaborating in that podcast somewhere or at least stepping in and being a guest here and there and whatever yeah i mean it, it does seem like one big family you know one big it uh, really does yeah one big network so we're all just dancing our dance or playing our part but um yeah like i said to kind of bring it back to you like i don't know i just figured i'd get you an episode get your two cents i feel like people uh you know are starting to get whispers about your stuff. Um, probably the main thing that I should mention was, of course, uh, uh, Chirpin DMV, the uh, the hockey podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. I did listen to it, and uh, I 
one of my buddies was on their episode two. And so I don't know. I have a lot of nice things, a lot of superlatives to send their way, but I thought it was cool right that on. you were able to, to jump on there. And Yeah, uh, and I didn't realize, honestly, until today, I didn't really ever notice um, that, like, I didn't realize you were into hockey as much as you are, but, like, I was, like, on your Instagram, and because that's where we were, like, talking yeah. about doing this, and I was flipping through the picture, and I was like, oh, shit, he's, like, a hockey player, which, yeah. that makes sense now, <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> yeah, it's another different little network or different world, but I am... Yeah. I uh, am a lifelong and obsessive hockey player, for sure. Nice, man. That, that's and, awesome. So, I've so, ice skated twice in my life, but I've um, bit like hockey's like my favorite sport. That's what I'll go watch or put on TV or go to the game. Like my my people in my band were always like hockey players, and yeah. I've just like been around it a lot. But yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah, so I got a little insight into your world, I guess, just even through that. It's yeah, kind of funny. Because uh, again, yeah, it is funny for, for uh, the listeners, maybe to this podcast, I would say, you know, I learned that the typos is uh, is your band name or, you know, Cavusi and the typos. And uh, that was because of the, the spelling. So I'm reiterating, yeah. you know, the uh, the two O's and two S's. Yeah, man, it's for, always funny when our names on a on a marquee or like a poster that a, a venue puts together and then. They they spell my name wrong and then they follow it with and the typos and like yeah. most of the time they don't get it like it doesn't connect but I guess growing up with a name that is kind of you probably have it too you probably have people spell your name B E U all the time yep, do they I don't know phonetically it makes sense right and so I don't blame like anyone for not spelling my name right but growing up with a name that's always misspelled I like. If I ever do an email or I get an email yeah. address or I'm like putting it in a post or tagging someone, I'm always like double checking. I go back and I like switch apps and I check their name again. I'm like, all right, that's exactly how I spelled it. But I guess if your name is like Bob Smith, you probably don't live your life thinking yeah. like, is that spelled right? Is that spelled right? Because <laughs> you don't experience it, you know. But yeah, it's like yeah. uh, I, I countlessly get e- people being like, hey, man, I emailed you. Like I never heard back. And I'm like. Did you put one or two S's in the address? And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, don't you get yeah. like a response? Like a, it didn't work or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. To me, it's more important. It's like, did they remember the name at all? It's like, who, who yeah. ultimately cares? I. Uh, That's kind I've, of why I stick with it, yeah. Yeah, like I've studied memory before and I read some books on it. And it's pretty simple that people just need triggers to remember it. So, like, I always right. intru- introduce myself as, like, Brett, like, Favre, Bueller, like, uh, Ferris. And yeah, okay. It, I, I give them two triggers that, like, could, or rather, not triggers, but cues, like, mental cues yeah. that they might associate, you know, a name to. That's and clever. Like, it, uh, it really helps, I find. And I, I do it yeah. to, for other people as well. I, I actually tell them, I'm like, listen, I might associate you with, a, like, a celebrity or someone famous not because i'm doing anything to like i don't know lessen you or anything it's just like it helps me right run. right right <laughs> yeah. dude i do that I, I every time i meet somebody like at i don't know like a friend of a friend or something we're out of the bar and they're like yeah like i'm steve and i'm like steve what because if exactly. i don't know your last name yeah i won't have like me. a thing in my head like and you're yeah. right, because I usually attach something to it, like if yeah, it's a German a name or like yeah. you know. I don't so know. I go a step further. I need a cue. It's like just give me something yeah. random, 
you know, even if yeah. it's not a famous person that you share a name with, just something random. Yeah. And I'll, I'll think of you as, you know, Steve Volcano. And I don't know why that would be relevant, <laughs> but like, you right, know, I'll yeah, remember yeah. you that way. Yeah. yeah. And I know that you're in the world where you meet a lot of people and to people who don't meet a lot of people, I guess it can come off as a little shallow, maybe, but it's like, uh, I don't know. The human brain, the human capacity is finite. It's just like, right. I, Honestly, I it's 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 almost more of like a, an effort to be respectful, you know, to be like, I don't remember your name. Versus like, I'm gonna do what I can to remember your name. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It's yeah. like I don't even really like it when people say, "Oh, I'm I'm good with faces and stuff like that." I'm like, I don't know. That also sounds like a cop out. Like, I'll at least right. You know. I'll at least pretend to make an effort here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy to be like, yeah, I remember you, and have zero, yeah. zero yeah. words about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Whatever. No harm, no foul. Yeah, whatever. Uh, exactly. Life goes on. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, so, again, kind of harping back to the Chirping DMV and, and all that stuff, that podcast, got a new song out. It's called Hatteras. Yeah, man. So, um, it's um, been a long time coming to get that actually released. We were supposed to do a music video and release it all at once, like two years ago, or I guess like a year and a half ago. But um, it, we got it like, you know, well, I guess we wrote it like two years ago and we were planning to release it last April. And the whole COVID thing hit and it just got shut down. We had already like rented like a huge um, like house on Verbo down in Hatteras and we had like a whole crew going and, and you know, in a long scheme of things, it might be a, a blessing in disguise. Cause since then I got much more into video and like, I like upped my gear and my experience yeah. and my knowledge with all this stuff. So it might make a better video. But then what I was like, at the time I was like, well, I'll, we'll just wait till next year and we'll do it next year. And then April came around again. I'm like, screw this. Let's just put the song out. And um, yeah, man, it's a cool song though. It's about a friend of mine who grew up on, uh, in the Outer Banks, like on the islands there, and he had a, a glass, or he had a beach cruiser. They used to like all ride the islands on their beach cruisers, and then he had a friend who was a glass blower, and this dude custom blew a like a hookah tank into the like the, the triangle yeah. of his bicycle. Yeah, and they had these like long hookah tubes, and they would all ride around like soaking this thing out of his bike. I was like, that's just the most bizarre story in my world, and so I'm living vicariously through him by writing that song as if it were me <laughs> yeah dude I, I i love the story and i have a lot of things to say about the songwriting maybe that we can get to on that level but um no i just thought it was great i was listening to the podcast at the firehouse and um you're like yeah you know some glass guy built a bong into the bike i was like that totally sounds like hatteras and i also kind of yeah. figured then i would bring up the tv show just to see if you'd seen it or not because that thing was addicting what, sh what show uh i thought it was called Hatter hatteras actually you know what i'm wrong it's called outer banks oh a tv show no i haven't about interesting hatteras or north carolina or well damn i know. should totally watch that oh it's so addicting it's only like 10 episodes but it's very hard nice. to stop watching okay so I spent, good to I know i spent a lot of time down there as a well, really throughout my life. so Right uh, on. I kind of feel a, a little bit of a personal connection to the song and, and to the idea, of course. I kind of get the vibe, you know? 
Yeah, man. I feel uh, like a lot of people in Maryland uh, have said that to me. Like that's like Outer Banks is like the the close but far away beach for a lot of people. You know, like they have mm -hmm. like either timeshares or like their family jointly owns a house down there or like. um, Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, my God, like I got married there or like, you know, that's where like my family goes every summer or like, do you guys know so and so like. Because it's a small town, too. You know, even all those islands yeah. together, it's kind of small. So, at least population-wise. But, yeah, man, it's kind of, like, meant to be a summer anthem, like a, a love and be free and do what you want kind of, uh, yeah. you know. But, well, I yeah, like man, the way I like the way you took the song uh, a little vicariously, like you said. Um, I sort of recently did that myself with a song where someone during quarantine was telling me, kind of their stories and what was going on and like one of the main things they texted me was like um yeah i just i just uh dropped my uh stimulus check at the dispensary and i was like well goddamn that's that's a haul like wow that is I mean, a haul yeah granted my, this particular friend is you know a bit of a stoner to say the least but uh nonetheless um i was just like that that just deserves a song. I just don't know why. Right. But I, I just, all of a sudden, I feel like I'm called to tell your story if you're cool. Yeah, man. It, of course. Like, you know, I'm not going to go out there and say anybody's name or say that you're great even, but your story is unique. And, I, like, totally. not everyone did that. You know what I mean? You, yeah. I, you're the only person who, who went out and told me you did that. So I feel kind of inclined you know what i mean but nonetheless yeah that's a, that's a thing to do yeah from a personal standpoint i just felt like it was a step forward in the way i approached writing songs too and i i thought that it was cool that you channeled that as well or where you had your brain in that area where it's like i could yeah, pretend I, it, yeah go ahead uh it's it's funny man uh I don't know if you know Alexander Peters. Uh, he's a musician in the Annapolis area, and he's a great songwriter, great performer, great artist. And we were <clears throat> talking at one point, and somehow we got to the point of conversation where he was like, "I guess we were talking about one of my songs," and then and he was like, "Is that like what like inspired you to write that?" And I was like, "Well, that kind of like happened to me, not Hatteras, but something else." And he was like, "Oh, wow, so that's like a true thing." And I was like, "For the most part." And he, and he also writes like fiction stories and stuff. So yeah. he was like, that's crazy. Like he's like, I, he's like, you don't really write fiction stuff. And I was like, not really. Like usually I'm taken from a personal experience except for like very seldom I'll take someone else's life experience. But yeah. it was cool. Cause I, in my head, I think like, I just imagine that everyone's songs are generally either about them or metaphorically or at least like loosely. But then I kind of learned that like a lot of people write totally like created scenarios and songs which is awesome and that's even more creative than i could be but um you know this like, like you said like kind of a step forward in writing that it was the same feeling for me doing this hatteras song was like really like manufacturing my own version of someone else's story and and it was yeah. fun it was kind of like you know i don't know it's, it's like cool. you're getting out of your own head you're kind of actually you know i could go so far into what art is or what it could be or should be, but, you know, ultimately it's play. It's like, it can be loose and light and like, you just right. have this opportunity where it's like, all right, I've worked my ass off to kind of develop a talent, right? 
And then you have to like right. take a pause and go like deep breath. All right. Now, if the chance comes along to like use this for something, and maybe even use sounds like a bad word, but like just own it, I guess. Yeah. For no, something. for sure. Like it, it can be a, a cool thing to do. You know, I, it just that's a different. great insight. Yeah. Like that's no, the way. No, for sure, man. And I, it's easy to forget that. Like, I feel like for a lot of us, the pressure's always on to be like, is this like what it's supposed to be? Is this what my, like, and you know, the more I get into like actually, you know, any kind of growth that any artist gets in general, I think it becomes more pressuring to like not let your brand control you and not let productive production quality control you and not let consistency like... You know, I've always been someone who writes a lot of different stuff. But this has been the first time in my life where I've kind of tried to, like, channel a vibe and keep it consistent. Yeah. But now, like, as of more recent, I'm, like, writing new stuff where I'm, like, screw it. I'm going to write whatever I want to do and just keep doing it. And then I think of bands like yeah. Ween, who is, like, Ween is, like, a great example of a band that just, like, puts – or Beck, who, like, alternates yeah. back and forth between these, like, electro-pop, like, DJ yeah. albums and then, like, acoustic songwriter. It's crazy. Yeah, it's but, like people obviously get caught up in what success is or what it means or if it's possible. And, I mean, I'm all for it. Like, chase it. Get it. You know? Get her done. Right, right. But um, I think in a binary way, like, musicianship or whatever form of art you're in, there is a difference or there's just a different mindset when you approach... Like the art itself versus everything else, the marketing, the right. PR, the like, even the show. I mean, the show is a completely different monster and animal to approach. It's true. Than, yeah. Than uh, the art itself, and I always try to remember. It's like, man, at the end of the day, the only reason I ever try to do any form of art is because it was just like, well, there's nothing to lose. It's just fun. Like to create. Right. It's like the studio mentality versus the road dog mentality or wh- whatever yeah. they call it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Just, it's there's, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of different ways. Like, you think of bands like Steely Dan who were like, like anytime you meet anybody who is a Steely Dan fan that like lived in their, and like as an adult during their time, they're like, eh, well, they're like a studio band. They didn't really, you know, play out much. And even the Beatles, like, the Beatles yeah. played out and toured, but like they they cranked out records as their career. Like that's like what they did. And oh they, yeah. Oh yeah. You know they played live, but like you forget that like sometimes like these gigantic uh, icons in the music world are like really just they were mostly just in the studio. But then there's like bands like the Grateful Dead who are almost the opposite, you know. And they like to get them in a studio to do a studio record was like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, and, and, and they're. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. You you can right exactly be who you are. I mean, it's like and what me, you want to do with it. You know, like yeah, yeah. Like Lemmy Kilmeister made the same record every year for twenty years yeah. in Motorhead because he knew. Well, really, all I want to do is play shows and tour for the rest of my life. I don't really care about creating a new song, but I will because someone told me to right and, just to keep it going keep riding that yeah. train and even 
even Joey, Joey Harkum told me uh, at his last show, was that he's like, yeah, he approaches uh, shows or he approaches the studio as like a, like a flyer for the show. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's what he said. And I actually thought that was a little unique because I was like, to me, it's definitely different. Like, I approach it much more as like, I don't know, this is a creative garden. And like, this is a, it's like a, I don't know, a holy place here. <laughs> it's like, it's that, free That's from- cool to hear you say that about Joey because I am the, the opposite. I almost think yeah. that like, I play shows to promote my album. Exactly. But he'll make a record to promote his shows, which as a team for him and I is really fun because like in, in that, in the Harkham band, like, you know, accidentally we kind of grew into this dynamic where I'm kind of his producer, um, for the record and stuff. So like when we get together with the band, he shows me a new song and I'm like, all right, well right here should have like, I feel like right here should like, we need to really boost this energy because the lyrics really lead up to this section or whatever. And then I'll be like, all right, so I think right here, like kick and bass need to line up and they need to just kind of drive this moment and then we'll drop yeah. out and I won't even come in till like a minute and a half, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and he's like, oh, okay, but he doesn't think anything about that because like, again, he's, he's very much a delegator too. We're mm. on the opposite. Like I love getting mi- rid of the middleman. I'm like, I want to do yeah. all the parts to everything, but it makes for a cool dynamic again. Cause like we both kind of inspire each other. Cause for him, he focuses fully on his craft of writing songs yeah. and I, want to do that but then i find myself constantly like getting caught up in other things that i like too where but you know he is making his name out of his words and his his, his chords and lyrics and like and and that's such a beautiful thing and so it's it's cool as like a, a teamwork but like you said um just you know it is unique for him to have you know to hear that that perspective yeah. of it because uh, yeah that was the first time i heard someone approach it that way because to me it's always been like well the studio is one thing playing out is one thing i have a million things to say about both but at least as it pertains to the studio i just approached it as like this is nirvana to me this is like all right, yeah. this is my time to like explore and totally you know to work on the little subtleties and to kind of do it for its own sake whatever happens happens live i think musicians know pretty well that when you record something a certain way i mean maybe for the rest of your life you're not going to be playing that song the way it was recorded because it evolves and it changes a little or just the energy of the day but uh totally totally but of course yeah man go ahead oh go ahead uh, um, I run into that issue. See, I I totally appreciate a drummer who is very like strict on tempo consistency, but every now and then I'll run into that with Jay, who's both a drummer for my band and the uh, drummer for Harkham. And so I'm playing in both those bands, and you know every now and then he'll kind of be kicking himself that he feels like he was like, or or really making a point to the band and be like, oh dude, like we we sped up, you know. And I'm like, dude, yeah. we're live. It's eleven o'clock at night at a packed bar let's speed the fuck up like let's do it like let's ride that energy it let's feel it like it's okay you know i get it if like we're playing a a song and at one point like the whole band just keeps for some reason speeding up and it makes the rest of the song rushed that's a whole thing and that's important to like be able to control but 
like you said too, like, you know, energy of the day. Like sometimes with our band, like I'll just start a song or solo. I'll start songs super slow if the, the vibe of the room is that way. Then every now and then I'll do something different just to kind of play with it. And I'm like, wow, that's how it should be. And maybe the record's already been cut, but like, yeah, it's like the, the, that version is now that version, you know? And yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I, I like that though. I like that you can kind of create like your hung on the wall version and then you have your like serving it to the restaurant yeah. version every day, you know? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a different talent. It's a different thing. It's not like one's better or worse than the other, but um, right. But yeah, to kind of tie it back in again. I mean, I feel like you know, Hatteras is I thought a step forward for you. Um, I mean, I follow you. I, I'm not going to say I follow you too closely that I can really tell the subtleties, of course. But, um, yeah, I mean, that felt like, you know, you're getting there, man. You're starting to awesome, man. grow your own wings, as it were. So That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. We have a new song in the works right now, too, which is kind of like... So I, I grew up in a, like playing in punk rock. So oh, same, I, dude. We can talk about that for a long time if we need to. But Yeah. <laughs> right. That could be a whole other podcast, probably. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, for... You know, but I got really into guitar and into theory and stuff, and so I kind of swayed away from punk rock for a while because it was so intriguing to learn other interesting stuff. And I still always kind of stuck like stuck in like the rock pop genre as far as writing. But um, I really enjoy like the weird jazz chord changes and stuff like that, and seeing how I can integrate them into rock. But now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, dude, I miss it. Like I want to get like my old pedals back in the mix and like just crank distortion. And, and so we're starting to write more faster songs. And I posted a riff on my Instagram the other day, I think on Facebook too, of like one of the new ones I'm playing. And it's just like these like more punk rocky stuff and yeah, uh, like higher, higher register singing where it's almost yelling yeah. and I love it, dude. It's fun. But yeah, I uh, still yeah. joke to this day that I only write songs. So I have something to play a lead guitar part over. <laughs> yeah there you go I, I'm not, right on i'm not even totally joking like i love songwriting and it's fun but i never really approached singing as like my forte because i always had friends who were pretty good at it but as we've all yeah, gotten right old as we all have gotten older and they move away and, and things like that i'm like well damn it i guess <laughs> i gotta sing so yeah I'm, I'm gonna do my best and uh write songs but at the end I of the think day, a lot of singers start that way. Well, again, it kind of comes back to like we're all artists. It's like we'll yeah. do it whether someone asks us to or not. Like it's just something right. built built into our DNA. And the older I get, That's funny, the more man. I just accept it. I'm just like, damn it, <laughs> 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 I can't help myself. <laughs> you know, like yeah, man. Dude, I, there's so much about, like, the singing world that I feel like people don't realize. Like, for myself, I talk loud, but as a kid, yeah. I didn't. I was, like, shy and quiet. But I grew up as a teenager playing and practicing all the time on, like, a bad PA, like a weak yeah. PA. You know, like, it just wasn't enough. So I had to, like, learn to sing really loud, and I had to learn, because, like, otherwise it was feeding back, so I turned it again yeah. down. And, like, talking in between sets... It was like people were like I can't hear you, so I had to like really enunciate and talk really loud, and then I it ended up bleeding into like my normal life, and people would be like, 
Yo, you're kind of like yelling right now. And I'm like, yeah. oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, so much. And, you know, I didn't I, I didn't ever think of myself like growing up as a kid. I was like, I'm a singer. But there was no one else for me to do it. And I wanted to write songs. And I was like, well, I've, I'm, I mean, I want to hear it. So I got to do it. You yeah. know, and I started off yeah. not good. But it's yeah. funny because my old vocal teacher, uh, when I did decide, like, all right, I got to sing. Like, I got to figure the shit out a little bit. Uh, the first day, he was like, all right, here's what you got to do. Just pretend you're in a room that's kind of big, not super big, but a sort of big room, and just say, you know, hey, get me a beer, and just channel that yep. voice. That's the right volume. It's not too loud. It's not too quiet. It has the right amount of, you know, breath volume in it. He's like, remember that volume. Like, remember that. Because everything else I'm about to teach you is pretty much just, we're going to come back to that. We're going to keep coming back to that. Like, That's just... great advice from a vocal teacher. Yeah, I had the same exact thing, actually. She was like, my teacher was like, pretend your brother's on the other side of, and this was like a big, this was like a, like a not a, it was like a three times the size of a classroom room. And she was like, pretend that your little brother's over there, like, messing with your stuff. Yeah. yell at him like what would you do and i and i like was it was hard i was like i felt really awkward like i don't know <laughs> but you're right that is it yeah. good advice though i'm gonna pour a shot of gin real quick word can you pour me one and send it to me um <laughs> i don't know if the if zuckerberg's that good at that yet just mail it it might be like a software app you have to download i haven't figured that one out yet. yeah it's Tinder, I think. Uh, Tinder is probably slightly different. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I All got right. something else from Tinder. Yeah, you can definitely get some things from there if you need to. Yeah. But, um, yeah. different story. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that, uh, yeah, I mean, from, from afar, of course, you can only know so people. Sorry, airplanes flying by. Um, in as much as you can know people from them online, of course, uh, it seems like, you know, you got a lady friend. seems like you guys are happy. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. That's cool. I mean, we all know that, you know, Instagram is fake and everything on there is a lie, of course, but. <laughs> right. Within that, you know, it seems like you're doing all right. You got a good thing going. Yeah, so. man. I really could, to touch on that in a minute, I, I really couldn't be happier, like, we have a great life together and she's a musician too. And, um, okay. like I get to be the stepdad to the, her two kids who are awesome. And they're both, I mean, I, I just bought him a guitar for his birthday, like his first real electric guitar and, and Livy who's 10. She's, uh, she's also like, she can like sing and play and write on the ukulele and she's lefty. So she's like learning guitar upside down right now. And, they're both just like cool people and, and Jesse's awesome. And we get to gig together and, and we both like know how to take care of ourselves to a degree and also just have fun, you know? And so I, yeah. it's a good dynamic, man. I really, and it and honestly, like I was talking about this on the other podcast, like, uh, you know, when things are good like this and I, I love my job and you know, I'm in a good relationship and stuff and you know, life's not perfect, but it's pretty good. And I don't have a lot of like drama or like hardship in yeah. my life. So songwriting gets kind of tricky. <laughs> so that's yeah, where like this that. vi living vicariously thing, uh, yeah. you know, kind of started stepping in. And I've, the new song is also like 
somewhat involving me, but like, you know, it's it's definitely riding off of like other people's lives and experiences and kind of adopting that, you know, which is it's fun. I'm, I'm learning how to do that better. Um, and it's it's like a opening up a whole new closet that you're like, whoa, all these things are here. I can do whatever, you know, so it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's wild, man. And I'm happy for you, of course. Yeah. Um, well, thanks. The drama-free life is, you know, not great uh, for milking, for songwriting fodder, of course. But, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> uh, uh, life is not always about coming up with the best song in the world either. I don't, I don't right. think. As much as we exactly. would like to maybe think it is. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, you're, it's uh, so true. And, like, I know people who kind of, like, continually make problems. And, like, you can see them doing it. And yeah. you're like, this does, you don't need to do this at all. Oh, yeah. now you have a new record out. <laughs> like, you know. But, again, but, yeah, coming back funny. to that, that idea of, like, songwriting doesn't have to be what you think it is. Like, right. I mean, I think, again, you've kind of taken a step forward artistically in exploring the idea of telling other people's stories and to me, that just feels like a whole different ballpark and avenue that you can step into. It's like, well, wait, I don't need my own drama to write songs anymore. I can actually have other people's drama. And if they got a right, good story right, right. to tell, like, hell yeah, I'll tell you, tell it for you if, if, if you're cool with it, of course. I mean, if you're not, I'd, I'll bury the song. But um, Well, that's the thing, too, is like, you know, with Hatteras, like, uh, I actually put the guy's name in the song, but in the song, he's a girl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he like falls on a bike. So yeah, I thought that was cool like, too. I like give credit, but I also am like, sorry, I like made you like fall on your bike in this song. But you know, it it's kind of like an homage. But anybody, nobody would ever connect it, even if they knew all of you know. It's like far enough, and I call it a glass beach cruiser. So it's like kind of like almost like magical a little bit. But also, yeah, that song is like uh, I don't often write like happy songs. I. I, I sometimes do like love song here and there, but like if it's not like an actual love song, a lot of times my songs are like kind of like I don't know. But now that I'm looking back on like my record that is out, it's not a lot of sad stuff, but there is like a half and half. But it's yeah. harder for me to write like a positive or a fun song, even like I guess lyrically, musically I can do that all day, but. Um, lyrically, it's hard for me to pull like good material out of like this. Everything's cool. Like this is a cool thing. Let me write four verses and two choruses about it. You know. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, a good juxtaposition either way, whether it's sad music, happy lyrics. You know, obviously, Ballyhoo crushes it on that front. Or wait, right? They do. Happy Other way music, around. Sad, sad li- lyrics, sort of. Right. I mean, whatever right. it is that that can work. Uh, you know, I I harp on it endlessly on my little soapbox but it's just like storytelling i think i don't know yeah the better the better you get at storytelling as an art form the better you're gonna be pretty much totally so look at bob dylan <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean pretty much people just freaking love stories dude i i not saying that it's right or even wrong i just don't know it's just that's what i've noticed yeah that's what it's people human like condition man so that's where I'm sort of migrating now in my songwriting. It's just like, all right, what's what story can I tell here? Like, what's going on? Yeah. But um, but yeah. Um, I guess we do have some fan questions. 
Okay. Believe it or not, if you're ready. Yeah, I'm intrigued, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, from Harkham's Harbor, Michelle Ziegler asks, what are your top three favorite original songs to play, and what do they mean to you? So, maybe, I mean, that's a lot, but if you can't do three, then obviously you can do one. Okay, yeah. Um, All right, my favorite, one of my new favorite ones is 303, and that's like a finger-picking song. It's very much inspired by John Prine, and I actually was written as a Valentine's Day gift to Jesse Dean uh, last year, I guess. And, um, you know, it was at a time that I had been spending a lot of time uh, working on finger-picking and, like, the John Prine, like, Travis-picking style and and, and all that, like, spending a lot of time kind of, like, learning all different kinds of stuff like that and... And this was a good opportunity for me to kind of like employ that technique for in songwriting and also like the John Prine uh, to kind of touch back a minute too. John Prine had such a good knack for storytelling. And, and whenever right. I play this song live and I ever talk about 303, I talk about how, you know, John Prine had a knack for taking like simple everyday little things and really like yeah. drawing someone in lyrically with it. So that's what I kind of tried to do with that song and I'm proud of it. You know, I think I kind of nailed it and um, I enjoy playing it and it's totally just a jump away from the rest of like my pop Rocky kind of stuff. So that's one. Um, another one that what means a lot to me, um, I don't actually love playing it all that much because I don't know if we've really found the right dynamic of the song yet, like energy wise and tempo and arrangement, but um, a song called Good of Us, it was kind of more branching out into uh, like more riff based and like intricate guitar uh, and chord change stuff. And that's a song actually about um, losing my mom to cancer about five years, six years ago almost now. And um, just like how my life really took a change for the positive. As much as my mom was a wonderful person my whole life and everything, like losing her kind of was really a, um, an eye opener of like how there's an A and a B point in life and you never know when it's going to end. My mom was 55. So it wasn't like she was like an old age. So yeah. it kind of like woke me up and I, I finally like dove full, full force into like being a musician and I stopped like dilly dallying with things I was supposed to be doing. And I just did it, did yeah. it. And, and I like left a bad relationship and I moved to like Annapolis and like everything kind of started. Like I just stopped like, piddling around and I was like I could die tomorrow live the life I want to live and so um that song is kind of about just how that energy kind of transcended um as hard as it was you know to go through that on the other side it was like really an awesome thing so that song means a lot um that's that one is on the live album uh at TMD that's like the second album we put out and then um another fun one that I just love playing because it's just fun um is house sound it's like three chords it's more of that punk rock vibe and that was actually like i wrote that on receipt paper when i was working at crate and barrel because uh, i loved working on crate and barrel i was i used to be a chef so this was like a cool um yeah. like seesaw like teetering out of the music world or out of the cooking world and into full-time musician it was part-time so i didn't have to be dedicating all my time to it and I got like discounts on all this kitchen stuff, which worked for me also. And then they also play really cool music all the time. It's like not top 40. It's like 
indie yeah. hit rock stuff and i'm always like discovering new bands and so it was like a plus and a it was like you know kind of a paradox because i loved hearing it but every time i was like standing there behind the register listening to cool music i was like damn it i should be doing that not this and so that song house sound is like basically me being like i gotta get out of here i gotta do that let's get come on let's listen to the house sound like and so or to be part of the house sound of what the chorus kind of turns into but it's punk rock it's three chords we can just rock out and like i turn around yeah. to jay and we're just like rocking our heads and to jeff my brother-in-law um who's my bassist which is cool um but yeah and ben is our keyboardist and he you know tears it up with the organ on that song and and it's just fun it's like we rock out so that's yeah. like our like carefree we always nail it there's solos for both of us you know um right now oh well, and i guess hatteras is like you know yeah by default it's new so that's fun but well, those are like the obviously two. rest in peace to your mom of course yeah man uh, sorry for your loss i mean that's a tough one at that age but i'm glad to see you know you were able to kind of break out of the uh the zombie mold as it were and kind of actually yeah man stop. no it 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 um, really is a it's one of those things that it was like such a life lesson and i like couldn't like you know it sucks that it had to come that way but it yeah. changed my life just just like that bubble popped of like what am i doing with my time like you know yeah. so it really is like uh you know I, and, and it re reminded me and really like helped me grasp the reality of like, that's just part of life is no longer living life. And, and it's not like, you know, it's sad of course, but it's not like, it doesn't tear me to pieces because I know that she had a good life and you know, like I, it just, I don't know. It really transcended my whole brain and, and made me think of life as like, get it, go get it, go get yeah. all the things you want to do, like make the records, learn the things you want to do. Like, live where you want to live with who you want to live and not everybody can do that at any certain pace but you know it it takes time obviously but like it helps keep me focused you know and, and remembering every day like i could not make it home from driving from home to gig or who knows or like exactly. going to get coffee like you just have yeah. no idea who's what's gonna happen when so i it's like pretty constant in my mind it's, but not yeah, in a morbid way sobering, just like you know yeah Right. Um, so, yeah, man. Yeah, my, my it's world. It's definitely a motivator. My world revolves around life and death, and I have such an intimate connection with both sides that I just, I don't know. It is what it is, but ultimately right. I do feel very alive and very connected with everything yeah. that's going on. Because I'm just like, I share basically everything you just said. It's like, that's normal for me. Not that part, of course, that's your unique story, right. but, you know, I share your uh, your sentiment, of course. Yeah, I mean, just um, the awareness of it, like, you know, like... It is an awareness, man. You know, it's yeah. kind of that simple, like, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like everyone shares it, but it's okay, of course. Um, right, yeah. Know. But it's something that I definitely think about. Um, next and uh, last question for this interview, I think, before we wind it down. Uh, this one comes from uh, Alyssa or Alicia uh, Naylor. Um, her question is, what's your favorite kind of pasta noodle? Uh, 
everyone has a fave. Um, I don't know, man. What you got? I think I have to go with Cavatappi. Yeah. Right. That's like the big spirally ridged macaroni noodle. Yeah. Yeah. All Although, right. as a kid, though, all growing up as a kid, one of my favorite foods was stuffed shells. But now mm. I'm like, Meh. But the noodle itself, I have to go with um, that or like, or house made ravioli. That, like, nothing beats that. That's just like, melt apart and you have whatever you put on the inside but if just a noodle cavatappi <laughs> yeah man and as i used to used to like i was saying before i was a i was a cook for like a lot of my life and like seven or eight years uh like all the time and and the more i got into scratch kitchens and and all those things that we made all different kinds of like authentic international cuisine and all that and the first cook that ever taught me like really how to cook that was the noodles we used for most of like the like it was like still bar food but it was a scratch kitchen so we made almost everything from scratch we didn't make those noodles from scratch though but um that was like the first time i learned of like oh there are noodles <laughs> and that one was yeah. like even to this day it just works so well for everything it like holds the sauce which is a big part of noodles i don't know if people know that but like like that's why like if you go to italy and you get spaghetti sauce on your spaghetti. It's kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Because those yeah. noodles aren't meant to hold sauce. Um, or like ridge noodles or like even gnocchi. You like roll it on that little board so it has the ridges yeah. and holds the sauce. Yeah. There's my yeah, noodle man. talk. <laughs> Some good insight on the noodles for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, been a pleasure talking to you. And like I said, Dude, um, cheers, man. I'm out of my white wine, but I'll have more in a minute. There you go. Uh, usually I kind of wind these things down with, like, shout-outs because, I mean, I, I know, you know, we got some friends and family out there, and you might have more than most, but um, if if somebody comes to mind, you know, that you feel like might be listening to this and you just want to give a little high-five or a little wave to, you know, um, yeah, man. Like, well, I got to do a shout out to Ben Heemstra because he's getting married this weekend. Um, he's our keyboard player, and he just sent me some awesome oh, like yeah. key key parts he he learned of the stuff I sent him today. I just well, send the band like each like tell him he's stuff. welcome on here too. Actually, I met him at Cold Classic. I will. Oh, nice! Right on, dude. Shout out to Cult Classic. Good. Also, yeah. Rory and Doug, a call oh, classic. They're like Rory, amazing man. people. Oh, hot tub limo, and, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and actually, um, so I don't know if people know this, but uh, it's been a weird time, so it hasn't really been like flourishing in the moment. But um, right before COVID hit, like uh, almost a year before that, uh, Jenny Brady of Natown Music passed away, and she had handed the Natown Music to me, which for a year was going fine until COVID hit, and then I had everything yeah. like the account started not working and stuff so i haven't i'm working on getting that back up and running but anyways um you know we usually had like one sponsor like one local business and i went straight to call it classic i was like dude you guys are tearing up like you have a great venue space you're booking yeah. local music you're paying local music you're your brewery it's like everything's so sourced locally and they're great people so definitely shout out to call it classic because they're doing cool things and um 
they're actually expanding their venue to like they got big awesome plans going on for that um oh so, yeah, yeah Col- I mean, Col- classic's amazing i've been barking down rory's door every chance i get <laughs> yeah man so i, I just did a played... podcast with them too actually oh hell yeah cool what podcast yeah. was that they're like they're called classic one i don't remember it's called like okay. eos or something i don't know but um yeah. it's like on their website okay cool yeah i love playing there i got to hang out you know, I was like, felt like a rock star in the green room or whatever. It was like, damn. Yeah, the, the back in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, you guys are doing it right. Yeah, man, they got a cool thing going. So. Um. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. If you got any more. Cool, man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, this is one of those things that as soon as I click hang up, I'm gonna be like, oh, dude, I didn't even say anything about so and so. Um. I mean, obviously, shout out to Joey Harcum because, you know, he's been giving me an awesome life in music and keeping my feet from getting too itchy with the tours and stuff we do. Um, And and what, you did did a podcast with him recently, too, I think? He was actually one of my first guests. I don't know why. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. I was fortunate enough to have him on here. He's since played our backyard, which has been awesome, too. um, Oh, I I remember now, like, it was a while back because I remember him posting it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. I mean, like I said a second ago, like I'm sure I'll I'll hang up and be like, oh, dude, like I should have said so so. But I could probably go on forever if I start getting rolling on like yeah, just picking. It's names. all good, man. <laughs> Let me know though. Like I can always tag people later in the notes. Really, all yeah, I need, yeah, yeah. Really, all I need from you is like if you can send me the the song, of course, and I'll I'll plug it. Yeah, you know, make sure it's well featured and prominent, of course. Oh, I should. I should shout Hello. out to uh, Jody Jody Rhodes. He's the guy with the Glass Beach Cruiser. Nice. Uh, All right. Yeah, and he would be happy to he'd be happy to be uh, talking about it. I'm sure. But uh, Hell yeah. yeah, he's the he's the guy that the song is about. And uh, and uh, you know, I got a friend Barry Wells. Actually, he lives down in Outer Banks, and he's been pushing the song. Yeah. Uh, like with the radios and stations and stuff down there, and he he hooks us up with our like when we go tour down there. Like he's yeah. like always helping us get gigs and stuff so barry wells and jody Rhodes, radical we'll yeah just, man just cool. send me the send me the names the handles whatever i'll tag them and uh sounds definitely good get this thing out here soon and i'll uh drop some flyers for you and uh you know make uh rock star why not Woo! part-time baby full-time yeah i mean <laughs> you might be full-time so i don't know i don't want to don't want to push the, the boundaries too far here. We don't. Sometimes they're a little gray, but uh, it's all good, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're all trying to get there one way or another. So cool. I appreciate you talking to me. Well, thanks for and, having me uh, on, man. Yeah. I look forward to when Moni's gets kicking again. Obviously, I'll be back in there, play some open mics. Yeah. And, little insight. Uh, it's Moni's. Damn it! I always, <laughs> I always mess that. Everyone said. Everyone says Moni's. It's all good. It yeah. looks like Moni's. Yeah. Or wherever else. I'm sure I'll see you out there. I always try to make it out to yeah, the Harkham gig, too, if, if he's playing. But, um, yeah, man. Just let me know. Cool. All right, man. Have a lovely night. All right, man. You, too. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude. Later. Midnight riding, so we packed the cooler and traveled to the party in our biker gangs. 
So yeah, I want to thank uh, Kavusi for coming on, and I uh, want to thank you for listening, if you made it this far. The song you're hearing in the background is called Hatteras, which you can find on iTunes and Spotify and all the usual places. And if you pick it up, I'm sure Charlie will be stoked. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, look out for him playing shows around the Annapolis, DMV, Baltimore area. And uh, have a good weekend. Watch the sun rise.